appreciate the opportunity tonight. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight on the eve of the eve of his of the celebration of his birth. <laughs> and um, I'm glad to be in his, uh, his house. I truly am. I'm, I'm glad that all the faithful have come. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Hey, you're the triumphant. Amen. Amen. You've come to the house of the Lord. Amen. There's hope in this place tonight. Hallelujah. There's hope in this place tonight. And uh, I, I, I want to take a moment before I get into what I've prepared for this evening. Um, what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart for this service tonight. And uh, I believe I understand a little bit more why. But before I do that, I do want to take a moment and say how much I appreciate my pastor and Sister Riggin this Christmas season. Amen. Their faithfulness to the service of the kingdom of the Lord and um, what tremendous examples we have in Pastor and Sister Riggin. Um, they never, I, I want to state that, Brother Josh, you're welcome to clap anytime you want to, but, uh, but uh, he was over there waiting on a chance to clap and he agrees with me, so thank you, Brother Josh, and um, I'm sorry if I embarrassed you, I didn't intend to do that, but um, I just wanted to say also that, you know, they never ask anything that they are not either already doing or have already done, and uh, they lead by example, and Pastor and Sister Regan, I really do appreciate that, and they have been tremendous examples uh, to me, and um, Brother uh, Andrew, come on up here, Sister Regan, if you don't mind, just like to, uh, this is from the Church Center right here. And um, we, we took some time to, um, this is not just from me, but this is also from the church. The church got together and crowd and wanted to express our appreciation to Pastor and Sister Regan um, for their labor of love and their consistent um, way of preaching truth, Pastor and Sister Regan's consistent way of serving. And I, I just want to say thank you and Merry Christmas to you from myself and the rest of this congregation, uh, we truly do love you. And uh, hopefully you guys can have a little bit more uh, chocolatey Christmas and, and uh, enjoyable Christmas this year. We love you guys. Thank you all so much. We love you all very much and all the ones that are missing too. Thank you so much. It, w it would be so boring to come here and just yes so it wouldn't be church without you we're thankful for the saints of god that are so faithful and that work and labor and that worship and that live what is preached and we appreciate every one of you and we hope you have a very merry christmas we love you so much and pastor's wife because pastor and sister Regan, we thank god that he sent us two of our very own angels i really can't declaring god's will to the truth church praying that you and your family have a christmas full of joy peace and hope 
Merry Christmas, the Truth Church. During this busy time of year, just want to take a moment to let you know how greatly you are appreciated and to wish you a Christmas filled with God's blessings of peace, rest, laughter, and love. She just laid claim to that. Lots of chocolate, lots of chocolate. We're going to have to eat it all before January 1st, right? I think it's a, re- it's a requirement somewhere that you have to start a diet on January 1st, isn't it? I think there's a scripture somewhere that says that or something. I don't know. But we do appreciate and love this church very, very much. Thankful for the, not just the opportunity, but the privilege of being able to serve you. And uh, we love each and every one of you. We do pray you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Brother Hilton. Amen. Thank you, Pastor and Sister Riggin, uh, for indulging us. Amen. To give that gift this evening, and um, and uh, I, I also wanted to say uh, welcome to Brother uh, Keller, familiar face. It's good to see you guys. Saw him the other day, and he was looking for Pastor, and I said, "Well, I don't think he's here yet." And um, I was hoping and praying that we'd get to see you again, brother. And so it was good to see you tonight. And um, welcome home. <laughs> it's good to see you. Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Hosea chapter 2. Uh, chapter 2, verse 14 through 23. Amen. I said a moment ago that I feel like there's hope in this place. Amen. There is hope in this place tonight. Hosea chapter 2, verse 14 says, Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her vineyard, give her, her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. Everybody say a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth. Now, as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt, amen, when she came out of the land of Egypt, she was singing, it was joyful, rejoicing that she came up out of the land of Egypt, and it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, and shalt call me no more Baalai, for I will take away the names of Balaam out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And in that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of, the he- of heaven and with the creeping things of the ground. And I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth and will make them to lie down safely. And I will betroth thee. I want you to notice the change, the Lord's focus. I mean, he's talking about her, talking about, I mean, his, the one that he would... Um, 
he would bring her and give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door. And then verse 19, he changes and adjusts his focus and says, I'm not talking about her anymore, but I'm talking about you. He said, and I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens, and they shall hear the earth. And the earth shall hear the corn, and the wine, and the oil, and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. And they shall say, Thou, they, thou art my God. Amen. If we could lay down our Bibles and ask the Lord, Amen, to help us tonight. Amen. I need the grace of God, and we, need, we all need the grace of God to hear. I pray, Lord, that you would Lord, speak to us tonight. God, give me ears to hear what your spirit has to say. Lord, I love you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can we thank the Lord, amen, for this opportunity to be in His house before we're seated tonight. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for your tender mercy. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. I got the pulpit about 6.30. Ooh, this might be a good, an early one. That will be my gift to you, as Pastor said this morning. Amen. Amen. Thou art my people, the Lord will say unto these people that were not his people, and they shall say, respond to him, Thou art my God. Before the days of antiquity, a man by the name of Abram, born in Ur of the Chaldees, and stumbled across an empty land to a place that a God, who to him was just one of many, would show him. Amen. Abraham, amen, took a step of faith the day that he left Ur. And he went wandering across, amen, an empty, spacious land. Amen. With seemingly no direction other than the fact that a God said that I will show you somewhere. I will show you some destination. I've got some place to take you, Abraham, or Abram. Amen, it wasn't Abraham yet. And, um, and so, because of hope, Pastor, because he had a hope of, of something greater than what he had at the current moment, because he was promised Something that, that he didn't have right then and there in the moment that this God spoke to him and said, if you will trust me, if you will follow me, I will take you to a place that I will show you. I don't have a, a picture to show you. I don't have, a man, a destination on a map to show you. I don't have, any, all I have is a promise, Abraham. All I'm giving you, all the hope that I am showing you, amen, is an empty wilderness. All I'm going to give to you, amen, is a word that I'm going to show you. 
I'm going to show you if you just keep on walking. And furthermore, amen, the promise was not just a, a land that I will show you, amen, but that it would be his, amen. It wasn't just going to see the land, but he would give to him the land. If he was able, if he were able to put his foot down on it, amen, anywhere he placed his foot, amen, the Lord gave to him, amen. And then we read, I believe it's in Romans, amen, that he staggered not. I mean, if the Lord told me that wherever you walk, is yours. I mean, I don't believe I would be staggering either. I wouldn't be stumbling across that land. But, 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 and, and there's a message, right, that staggering faith. Amen. Or better yet, unstaggering faith. Amen. Amen. A man who is willing, amen, to, to put one foot in front of the other all because of a single promise. Hallelujah. All because of something he couldn't see. All because of hope. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand that the day, amen, that Abraham, amen, walked out of Ur of the Chaldees into that open, dry, and barren wilderness across an empty land, amen, seized by, amen, barbarians and, and unruled kingdoms, amen, that Abraham walked across that wilderness through a door of hope, amen, to another place, to another place, amen, not where he was at, but another place amen that God would show him hallelujah and I want you to understand that it was not amen comfortable it wasn't easy for him to walk through amen that door of hope it wasn't amen natural amen it wasn't the natural way of life for men amen in his day amen but he took a chance he took amen a whole and went through this door of hope Hallelujah. As it is written in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Amen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. Amen. Because God spoke to him. Amen. So shall thy seed be. That's all the hope that he had that he would become the father of many nations. Abraham, where are you going? I don't know. Abraham, why are you wandering out there? Nobody ever goes that way. Abraham, where are you going? Why are you packing your bags? Why are you rolling up your tent? What are you doing, Abraham? Amen. Someone told me that my seed would be a nation. Someone told me that my seed would produce even more than one nation. So, against hope, believed in hope, he might become the father of many nations. Verse 19 continues and says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able 
also to perform. I'm reading this because in verse 22, I mean, this unstaggering faith, amen, was imputed to him for righteousness. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness according to Romans chapter 4, verse 22. Amen. I don't want to go too far ahead of myself uh, right now, but I want to say, amen, that his persuasion, amen, that his, his determination, his understanding, amen, his hope that God would give him, amen, seed that would become many nations and a land, amen, that would be his own. His hope and his persuasion that God was going to perform what he promised was imputed to him for righteousness. Read on in verse 23, it says, Now it was not written for his sake alone. Paul said that this story is not just a wonderful testament to the faith of Father Abraham. Amen. But it was imputed to him, amen, for righteousness. Amen. Uh, he said, Back up verse 23. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. But verse 24 says, But for us also to whom it shall be, it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Amen. We have also a promise. Amen. That if we, amen, could put our faith in this man they call Jesus. Amen. Who we are celebrating his birth this season. Amen. That, that he was born. Amen. Solely to give us a door of hope. Amen. He was born into this world. Amen. So that we may believe on him and he would justify us and he would help us hallelujah 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 i'm telling you i mean the story about abraham is not just for abraham amen to tell isaac and for isaac to tell jacob and and so on amen to every generation amen to talk about amen the unstaggering faith of of abraham but was for you and for me amen to put our faith and our confidence and our hope in this man they call jesus Hallelujah. A door of hope was opened to Abram when God, to him among many other gods, spoke. I want to show you a land that if you can merely put your foot on it, I will give to you. I mean, Abraham stepped through this door with unstaggering faith and another door has been propped open for you and for me. Amen. As you walked in, amen, those back doors tonight, you didn't know it. Amen. But in the spirit, you were walking through a door of hope. Amen. Before, amen, you decided to put the keys in the ignition. You didn't know, but you were walking through, amen, a door of hope. My God. I feel the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, on me here tonight. Uh, feel the burden of the word of the Lord uh, as it ministers in this place tonight. Uh, amen, I want you to fast forward with me for a little bit. Amen, amen, to, uh, amen, the descendants, uh, amen, of the children of Abraham. Amen, as they are bound in chains in a foreign land, amen, Egypt. Hallelujah. It was 400 years. 
of this mundane slavery. Amen. And in those years, amen, at the latter portion of those years was born, amen, to those Israelites, a man by the name of Moses, amen, who offered a door of hope. Amen. I'm talking about, amen, the bondage, amen, bondage and change, amen, that lasted generation after generation after generation that to whom these people, I mean, to these people that it seemed there was no hope of liberty. There was no hope of freedom, amen, to a people, amen, whose daddies and grandpas and great-grandpas and great-great-grandpas, amen, and generations, amen, were bound, amen, by the same, amen, foreign force, amen, that they couldn't get liberty from, amen, they couldn't get away from, amen, and there was, amen, another opportunity, there was, amen, a door of hope open to them, hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Because of some egregious act amen, of unbelief, amen, by Moses and some of the children of Israel. Amen. They had to wander, amen, for 40 years, Pastor, in a wilderness. Amen. But they didn't realize, amen, those years of wandering. One tenth of the time in bondage was nothing more than another door of hope, another door to a promise. Amen. That God said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give this to you again. I promised it to Abraham. I promised it to Isaac. I promised it to Jacob and now it's yours. Child of God, I want you to hear me tonight. Amen. The promises that was once delivered. Amen. To amen, our forefathers. Amen. At the beginning of this century. Amen. That, that, uh, that, that these men, amen, that are preaching, amen, a hope of salvation, a hope in holiness, a hope in victory and deliverance and changing amen, from this lost and dying world. Amen. We also have have those promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't lose sight of the hope. Don't lose sight of this door. Amen. That's propped open for us today. Hallelujah. 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 We can again fast forward. Amen. To the end of the Old Testament. Another 400 years of silence. Another 400 years of bondage. Doom and gloom of no hope. No word from the Lord. No prophet for Him to speak through. No judge for Him to carry out Him in His righteous judgments. No, not even, amen, not even just one person. Hallelujah. But after 400 years, a man by the name of Jesus. Brother Chad read, amen, our gift. Pastor said, our gift this morning. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. And lying in that manger. Could you imagine? Can you understand? Amen. The implications of that. 
He made Himself lower than, than us. He became, as it were, an animal. Amen. In this nativity scene that we enjoy putting up at this time of year. We forget, amen, that we see the divinity of Jesus. We sometimes focus on the power, amen, that was associated with the cross and, and His blood that as it streamed down, amen, and covered our sins. But we forget that this was the majestic God who promised Abraham and who promised, amen, the people of Israel. And now is extending not only to her, I mean Israel, not only as we read in our text tonight, he said in verse 14, therefore behold, I will allure her. Talking about Israel, talking about Zion. I'll bring her into the wilderness. And I will speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. Talk about the valley of Achor in just a minute because I want you to understand this. I want you to get this with me here tonight. Amen. But the promise that, that God made to Israel, the promise, amen, the promises even, amen, that God made to Israel and to Abraham, Amen, as the father of this wonderful, amen, God-chosen nation. Amen, I, I want you to understand, amen, that those promises are not any longer just assigned, amen, to this people. Amen, but to those of you willing, amen, to go through a door of hope. Those of you that are willing, amen, to place your faith in the man Jesus. Amen, those of you willing, amen, to obey his commands and to do, amen, as he bids, amen, to follow him into a wilderness, to follow him, amen, to a place that he will show you, to follow him, amen, as he leads you out of your comfortable lifestyle, out of the place that you are so familiar with into a place that he will show you if you're willing amen to walk through that door of hope these promises are also to you oh, yeah. hallelujah 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 amen, amen. valley of acor I don't want to Get too bogged down here. But I felt impressed, amen, to look this up and understand it so that way I can explain, amen, to, to us tonight and, amen, perhaps achieve something even more in the Spirit. Amen. I believe the Lord is in this place tonight. I believe God is trying, amen, to minister. And if we could yield our hearts and our minds to Him tonight, uh, amen, there's no telling uh, where the Lord will take us. Amen. I understand that Christmas Eve is tomorrow. And, and I want you to understand that I wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, amen. But how merry, amen, could this Christmas be? Amen. If we could just uh, yield to the one who's calling, uh, yield, amen, to the one who's calling us and bidding us to go through through, amen, just to come through, amen, it may start with just 
one step tonight. Amen. It may take you, amen, out of your comfort zone. Amen. Even tonight, amen, out of the comfort of your pew, out of the comfort, amen, comfort zone, amen, of being locked behind, amen, this pew like everybody else's, amen, and into an altar. Hallelujah. That could very well be the first step. cannot get through this door of hope. I just talked to you about two or three different forms of hope that the Lord extended. He extended to Abraham a door of hope out of Ur of the Chaldees into a land that he would show. He extended to Moses and the children of Israel he made a door of hope that, that they could, as they exited through the Red Sea and through the wilderness into the promised land. And uh, Jesus, see, gave us an open door, amen, to salvation. But I submit to you that this door of hope that we refer to in Hosea chapter 2, you can't get through this door unless you go through the valley of Achor. In fact, according to the prophet, the valley of Achor is a door of hope. What is the valley of Achor? Again, I don't want to be too bogged down here. Remember, Joshua chapter 7, verse 24, And Joshua and all Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garments, and the wedge of gold, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all they, all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. Pulled Achan out. What, what did Achan do that was so, uh, that was such that the Lord would trouble him? What was this trouble that Achan caused children of Israel as they went to battle against the nation of Ai after they had crossed over into the promised land? Achan uh, was discovered that, amen, in Jericho as they battled and fought, amen, that he took Amen, of the spoil of that land. And the Lord had commanded them not to do that. And so we see, amen, in direct disobedience to the command of God that Achan is now, amen, receiving, amen, his reward. Amen, and in Joshua chapter 7, verse 25, Joshua said to Achan, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire. After after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. And wherefore the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor. Amen. The Valley of Achor. Amen. Served as a reminder. Amen. To the children of Israel. After they had pro crossed into the land that the Lord showed Abraham, amen, into, amen, the land that he called them from Egypt into, amen, after they crossed into this promised land, amen, Achan committed the sin. And the Lord, and, and the Bible says in Joshua chapter 7 verse 25 that this was troubling to the people of Israel. I want you to understand, Joshua asked him, Amen. Why did you trouble us? Why? What did you? Why did you do this for? Achan, do you not recognize that that what you're doing is affecting more than just yourself? 
Amen. Aiken, but you are involved with what the things that you are doing, amen, is causing trouble. Causing trouble. And he said, the Lord shall pr- trouble thee this day. And that's when they stoned him, burned him, and, and they see the heap to this day, according to Joshua. And so that was the trouble that the Lord caused Achan. Because Achan troubled him and the children of the Lord. And I want you all to understand I mean, that the troubles I mean, that you're going through, the troubles I mean, that, that you feel like you're facing on your own is more than just troubles of your own. But these are troubles of us. Troubles for us to bear, to deal with. Amen. Whatever consequences are associated with your troubles, amen, extend beyond, amen, yourself to us. Don't, I, I, I'm, this may be, all this is just a a warning, amen, and I'm going to hit this and move on, but, but, Pastor, I, you know, I, I think it is you um, taught me, but I, I've learned over the course of my ministry that I, I have to, have to um, say what I feel like the Lord has placed on my heart to say. And this, I want you to understand this is not out of any form of ill will. I, I've prayed and I sought the Lord. Amen. I want you to understand that, that your trouble, and, and I'm not judging, because that's the Lord's Place. But I want you to understand that whatever troubles that you are facing, whatever situations that you that you're dealing with that you can't, I mean, that's what Joshua was there for. He was there to lead them into battle. He was there to show them this is where we're going. By the way, don't take any of the spoils, but we're going on into revival. And if Achan had this problem, why didn't he just go up to Joshua, I need some clothes. I need some money. I, I'm, I'm running. I, I, I need some help. I mean, that's what the people of God is there for. But instead, Achan decided to take things into his own hand and create trouble I mean, for the rest of Israel. And Joshua said, why? Why did you do this? And, um, and so that's what the valley of Achor represented. But even in the midst of that, in the middle of Achan's troubles, and even after God had provided and caused trouble back on Achan, you understand that that occurrence, what we just read about in Joshua chapter 7, verse 24 to 26, was the door of hope that Israel had to go through in order to have revival in order to continue in their victory. Amen. That they went through Jericho, and they, amen, had a wonderful 
victory. Amen. Next battle. We're going to go into victory. Oh, what happened? We, we stubbed our toe. We've got, we've got a problem. We've got a situation. There's trouble in the camp. And the Lord's going to cause trouble on those that caused, uh, amen, the trouble. Amen. But after that, amen, that was the door of hope, amen, that caused Israel, amen, to have victory in Ai. Amen. After they, amen, went through this door, amen, it was not, amen, to many people from the outside. They look on this and they say, wow, how devastating. Amen. The stones, amen, the heap of stones, amen, that cover Achan and his family. Amen. But the rest of Israel looks back and says, that's what got us victory in Ai. That's what brought us, amen, through where we were, from where we were, amen, to the next phase where God wants us to be. Amen. I'm not, uh, I'm not admonishing or, or saying, amen, that we should, amen, throw stones at the next person that commits any kind of uh, thing that you feel like is wrong. Amen. But, but let Joshua take care of that and let's go on into revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus was born, amen, in Luke chapter 2, amen, as the Bible talks about that, that he appointed the way, amen, the only way, amen, to the only door of hope, amen, that exists, amen, for us today. And Titus chapter 2 verse 12 says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works amen why is it that we must deny ungodliness why is it that we must deny worldly lust why is it that we should live soberly and righteously pastor why is it that you're teaching on holiness on midweek services? Why is it, amen, that is so, amen, that we can look for a blessed hope. This is the door of hope that we must go through if we're interested, amen, in the hope of the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. People on the outside, they look at the Valley of Acorn and say, wow, I can't believe you guys live that way. I can't believe you guys Dress that way. I can't believe you guys do it that way. But we've got a different perspective. We look on the Valley of Acor. I'm sorry to hear about Achan. I'm sorry that him and his family, amen, amen, lost out. Amen. But it taught us a lesson. Amen. It showed us, amen, that this is the way to victory. This is the way to revival. Amen. That if we, amen, listen, amen, if we deny these ungodly, this ungodliness, hey, friend, amen, as Brother Nelson was talking about at the beginning of service, amen, it looks like things are wrapping up. The present world that we're dwelling in, amen, is getting more and more corrupt. Amen. It's easier and easier, amen, to slip in to ungodliness. It's easier and easier, amen, to, uh, amen, allow these worldly lusts to consume us, uh, amen, but friend, uh, if we are interested in that blessed hope, uh, if we're interested, amen, and once again stepping through the door of hope, uh, amen, we ought to, amen, live, uh, amen, the way that we're taught, but to live the way that we ought to. I hope, uh, amen, that what I'm saying is making sense here tonight, amen, hallelujah. Elder John, Bishop Johnson in uh, Springs talked, you preach in 
Colorado Springs, you can get up there and read Acts 2.38. People are on their feet, shouting crazy. Amen, preacher, preach it. And, and so one young man had come through and was preaching and wasn't getting the response that he was looking for. And uh, he was telling the church, come on, come on, come on, come on, help me out here. Come on, help me out. And uh, Bishop Johnson got up and he said, he said that if you'd say something, they'd get with you. So I hope I'm saying something here tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But there is, there's a door of hope right in the middle of what you're going through. There is a door of hope in this present world. I don't, I don't care how ungodly it gets out there. I don't care how filthy the billboards get and signs and everything else. I'm just trying to think of something to connect in your mind here. I mean, I, I, I don't, it, it, and it's going to get there. I remember Elder Verity coming through here, a missionary to Austria, talking about the sin and grotesque acts and things that were going on out there. But even in the middle of all that, propped wide open, is a door of hope. Anybody interested in believing? Anybody interested, amen, in this message of salvation? There is, amen, that glorious appearing still promised to you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. As we come to the music, amen, I, I'm wrapping up here. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Says, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I mean, I, I reckon, Paul said, what you're going through right now, it's going to be worth it. What you are struggling with right now, the troubles that you're dealing with right now, it's going to be worth it. When that day comes and the trumpet sounds, amen, and the eastern skies part, and the second coming, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uh, is upon us. Amen. It's going to be worth every sacrifice. It's going to be worth uh, every moment in that wilderness. It's going to be worth uh, every, every moment that you gave. Uh, amen. Just to step through this door of hope. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject the vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and glorious liberty of the children of God. We're going to be delivered, amen, from this old corrupt body. Amen. As we, amen, wander through this empty and barren land, amen, in our bodies, we have this blessed hope, friend. 
Amen. The glorious liberty of the children of God. Amen. And we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth, amen, in pain. It's not just you going through your problems. It's not just you, amen, in this wilderness, but the whole of creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to it, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for but if we hope for that we see not then do we with patience wait for it amen Paul was telling amen the Roman church I believe it was in chapter 8 that you have this blessed hope this door of hope is wide open amen and you are saved by this hope Hallelujah. I mean, as we stand tonight, Paul said, Ourselves also have the first fruits of the Spirit. We're groaning. We've got pains, we've got situations. Amen. Not unlike those in the world. We've got bills, we've got we got health issues. Rains on the just and on the unjust. A we, those of us, men, who have the Spirit, are we grown? We know that this, this is not all there is. There is a hope beyond this world that, that even though I don't see it, that's what this is all about. I don't have to see it. I don't have to have to hold it in my hands to know that it's there. I've got a promise from somebody. Amen. Calling me out of this comfortable world. Calling me out of the comforts of life. Amen. Into amen, a world beyond this. I don't care what I have to go through. I don't care what it costs me. Friend, I don't care what I have to give up. I don't care. Amen. I'm interested. Amen. In that blessed hope. Amen. Can we all come, amen, to these altars and let the Lord know that I, I'm interested.